afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. To adore Him with your words and adore Him with your worship. Jesus, we've come this day, Lord, to bring our praise and to bring glory unto your name. For you alone are worthy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated this morning as we transition into the next part of our service. Thank you. Love. It is the answer to everything. The preferred response to any situation. Real love, real love is there when you need it. It is always there. It does not hide when things get hard. Even when your mistakes would make you feel as if you should hide, love will seek you out every time. Kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden, hiding in their shame. Love, it still covered them. No, it never hides. In fact, it is quite bold, even when it is soft and subtle. The poets have tried to describe it. Hollywood attempts to mimic it, but their stories fall short. They cannot capture its essence. Love is found through personal experience, given or received. Love is tough. Love is warm. Love is what is always needed. Love will go the extra mile, take the rocky road, climb the higher mountains, sit quietly beside you, or help you carry your heavy load. Love is patient, love is kind and long-suffering, and it always walks on the bright side. Love is what everyone needs. Pasta, you know, since our last conversation, I've really thought about what you said. Yeah? I hope that's a good thing. (laughs) Oh, it is. I mean, at first, I was a little overwhelmed trying to process the fact that I know all that, but wasn't living in it. I'm coming to the realization that believing and being are two very different things, especially when you are faced with a storm you didn't see coming. That is so true. You know, it could be that bringing a storm maybe reminds us how secure that the boat is. Yeah, I've had my eye on the storm, but not on the security I've had in God. Just just being reminded that God is in control helps. And learning to remind myself that every single day, and then miraculously, it gets easier to believe it, to keep hold of it. You know, I don't know how someone makes it without a relationship with God. When life is like a storm, a raging, seemingly never-ending storm, love is security. Unfortunately, it will not always end the storm. 
but it will comfort through it. When life's waves seem larger than the vessel that you are in, it's so easy to turn on the vessel and blame it for its lack of ability to get you through. But is the boat to be blamed for the storm? Is God to be blamed when things don't go just right? What love does, what it truly does, is brings peace at such times. 2,000 years ago, in an unpretentious place called Bethlehem, love was a young mother's warm embrace to her infant son. Though what that love had asked of her was not easy. A virgin birth is not so easily accepted by friends and family. And yet, she carried her burden willingly and gave birth to the Messiah under the eyes of scrutiny. And what did that love and courage bring into the world? The Prince of Peace. Love in the face of uncertainty brought peace. When the storm is relentless, love is the vessel that carries you. And when your perspective is right, you will have peace in the knowledge that love will see you through. seeks it, trying to obtain it by means of force or talk. But peace is obtained through release. When you let go and let God, that fact alone should bring you peace. You're not in the driver's seat. He is. On that night, as a young, exhausted mother struggled and pushed to bring life into this world in the most humble and raw environments peace was born in the eyes of the world her situation was fraught with nothing but hardship a virgin pregnancy a nine months pregnant donkey ride no thank you and labor in a barn how could anything good come from that On that road to Bethlehem, she should have felt nothing but fear and discomfort. But growing within her, 
unseen and only felt through his small, tiny kicks, was the answer to everything. With every step, she was growing closer to the hardest moment of her life, second only to the time that she would watch her son be crucified on the cross. But without the struggle and pain, without the violent, exhausting moments prior to the final push, would the peace of that release had felt as sweet. (laughs) There is a distinct difference in the peace after a storm than the peace felt in consecutive days of fair weather. That moment after a storm, when you finally come up for air, is just so profound in a way that nothing else can be. Like the fact that you held on and somehow made it through has made you a little smarter, a little wiser, and a whole lot stronger. But if you had given in to the despair, you would not be able to do the work required to get you through the storm or to give birth to something new in your life. When Mary began to feel the first twinges of labor, a sense of urgency would have kicked in. Pain is an indicator that something is wrong or that something needs attended to. So, if you are feeling pain in your heart or in your mind, that means you have something to do, something you need to take care of, something you need to let die, or something that you need to give birth to. He offers peace to you, to your heart, and to your mind, to your relationships. He offers peace to governments, to nations, to the whole world. Peace is never free, though it is freely offered. It does come with a cost. You have to let go. You have to let go of everything that humanity has always clung to. Greed, pride, selfishness, control, and fear. So when you let go, you free your arms to embrace Jesus himself. And with that, you gain peace. And with that, you gain love. We've been talking over this last two weeks about the I am. Last week we found out that he is our, what was it? Hope. This week we are finding out, and what a great job, Sister Shauna, that was, that he is our peace. If there was ever a season, a December, that we need the peace of God, it's this one. The whole world's dealing with it. We're dealing with this pandemic. We're dealing with restrictions. We're wearing masks, places we can't go, groups we can't get with. Uh, we're, We're dealing with border closures. 
internationally and sometimes even provincially. We're dealing with government mandates. We're dealing with lockdowns. We're unsure of our future. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know when things are going to change. And sometimes if we allow it, just the thought of the future can grip us with fear. Amen? Because it's out of our control. How many have ever had a little bit of fear grip your heart in this last little while? The Word of God lets us know in Luke chapter 2 that there were some shepherds that showed up on a hillside. And then when they were there looking after their flocks by night, the angel appears to them and has a few things that the angel wants to tell them. Luke 2 and 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. Someone say Savior. Who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. I want you to get this. This is so powerful. This baby was coming, was born, and the angel was declaring he was the Savior. And the angel said, glory to God on the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Jesus' entry into our world was declared that he was bringing peace on earth. Back in the Jewish culture, as they would greet one another, in fact, as Jesus was a young man and as a growing up individual, Many times as he would meet people, the, the, the common greeting, going and coming, would be peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Even the Apostle Paul, as he would pen and write many of his letters to the churches, he would say a couple of things at the beginning of the letter. He would say, grace and peace be unto you. Now he had a lot of things that he could declare over them. He could have said grace and fame, grace and riches, grace and popularity, grace and power, but he didn't use those words. He said grace and peace be unto you. I want to submit to you today that what this world is really wanting in their lives and they don't even know they want it or even need it. They're wanting the peace of God to come into their life. Amen? This is the peace that comes from God above. This is the peace that comes from heaven. This is not just a normal peace. It's a supernatural peace that comes from God above. People have money in the bank, but they don't have peace in their lives. Amen? There are people that they're successful in this world, but they're so empty deep down inside. There are people in this world that they're married. How many married people do I have in the room? There are people in this world that are married, but there's no peace in their home. Now don't nod or say amen too loudly right now. 
Because if you do, you might not have much peace in your home following this message. But really what most people want and don't even know they want it, it's the peace that only comes from God Almighty. In fact, we are so good at having the opposite of peace. We're we're, we're good in, in this world of having tension and fear and misunderstandings and disagreements and hurt feelings and bitterness. We're we're good at all that stuff. How many have ever experienced a few of those things along the way? We really want peace. We want harmony. We want understanding in our relationships. But for so often and so many, they don't experience it. So the question to you today is, is this true peace even possible for us in 2020? Is is the peace that Shauna told us about at the beginning of this message, is it even possible? I believe that it is, and I'm going to show you from the Word of God in a couple of great verses how that the peace of God is for you today, amen? There's there's one verse, and I've got two or three main points here, and then I'll be done, but the first one I want to get to is a prophecy from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 26 And verse 3, I want you to look at this verse with me on the screen. Now, before I read the verse, I want to tell you a little bit about that day. In in that day when it was prophesied, it was a season much like today. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of unsettledness in, in in the land. And Isaiah prophesied that a peace would come from God. Isaiah 26 and 3. From the New Living Translation, it says, read it with me. You will keep him in perfect peace. It's not just saying peace. It's saying a perfect peace. All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I know that in this room, we are pretty familiar with imperfect peace. In this room, we're all too familiar with inconsistent peace. But what kind of peace did the prophet prophesy was for us? Perfect peace. He didn't say it was going to be an inconsistent peace. He didn't say it was going to be an imperfect peace. But he says, you will keep in perfect peace. As long as our trust is in him, and as long as our thoughts are fixed on him. We're we're good at peace for the moment. We have peace for the moment, and pray and trust God, and oh, I feel his peace. Three minutes later, we're like, where did it go? I don't have it right now, I got fear in my heart. That's how we're used to living life. We have that moment of tranquility and we feel the presence of God and then moments later, there's anxiety, there's fear, there's dread. We're we're so good at this inconsistent peace. But the promise from the prophet was not an inconsistent or an imperfect peace. It was a perfect peace that was promised. What is this perfect peace? If, you, if you're Hebrew today or you understand the Hebrew language, there's a word that they use in Hebrew for the word peace. Anyone know what that is? Shalom. 
Look at your neighbor and say, Shalom. Now that is basically saying in Hebrew the word peace. But, but the word in Hebrew means more than just peace. Absence of noise. It's, it's more than that. It's more than being free from just the noise of this world. It, it, it's a peace that means a wholeness of peace. A completeness of peace. Or a fullness of peace. I don't know about you, but I want that kind of peace. I don't want the momentary, the temporary, the the little, little bit of peace for three minutes. But I'm looking for the wholeness, the fullness, the completeness of peace to be in my life. It's the kind of peace that is said it's perfect peace. And this perfect peace, it doesn't even matter what's happening in our world. It doesn't matter what's happening in your family. It doesn't matter what's happening in your finances. Because when you got perfect peace, the circumstances don't dictate it. In the original text in, in Isaiah 26, and three. If you were to read this, and I went and checked this out again in my office this week. If you're to read this in the Hebrew, and I'm going to read it in English, but I'm going to say what, what, how it's read. It says, you will be kept in shalom, shalom. It doesn't say just shalom. It says you will be kept in shalom, shalom. Now, I know you've greeted somebody nearby with a shalom, but I want you to greet them with a double shalom. Say shalom, shalom. Shalom in the Hebrew appears twice in this verse. It's an emphatic statement in the Hebrew language. What God is saying here through the prophet is you actually get a double portion of peace. Isn't that exciting? He says, I'm going to give you peace, but I'm going to give you a little bit more because I'm going to give you more peace. It's actually going to be more peace than you need for the things that are coming your way. And this peace, and you know this verse in the Bible, it says it goes beyond human understanding. It doesn't make sense. Now, does this perfect peace mean that we're going to have no more troubles? Is that what it means? No, Jesus was very clear about this. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16 and 33. And I'm reading it from the New Living because I just think it's very, very plain here. It says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in the government, peace in your pocketbook, your bank account, your stocks, your job, your career, your spouse. No. He says, I've told you this so that you may have peace in me. Now, this is the the phrase we do not like. Here on earth, you will have, Jesus, why did you say that? How how many trials? Mm, 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 mm. Jesus is talking now. In this Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. I'm sorry, it is the word of God. Amen? But, 
Hallelujah. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't end with that. You may have trials and you may have many sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Let the peace come from me, is what Jesus is saying. Because this is a peace that passes understanding. Yes, you'll have problems. Yes, things will break. Brother Jonathan was here yesterday in the rain, and he, was, he took a video of the window. That middle window back there was just like the water was pouring in down by the end of the Christmas tree, and it was just, things will break in this life. Amen? Kids will get mad at each other on the way to church as you're getting out of the car. Your spouse will get on your last nerve. I think I struck a nerve there. <laughs> I know it doesn't happen at your house. <laughs> Jesus is saying, you're going to have difficult times. But, but there's something I want you to get. In fact, I put it on, on a screen because I wanted you to get this statement. Peace isn't found in the absence of problems. It's not the peace where, oh, you finally get, there's no kids around, there's no one bugging you, and it's quiet. It's not that kind of peace. It's not in the absence of problems. But this is a perfect peace that's found where? In the presence of God. Hallelujah. So often, if we would only understand where we can find our peace, it's in his presence. You may be going through something right now. You might be going through a trial. You might be going through pain in your body. You might be going through COVID fears. I don't know what financially is going on in your world, but it doesn't really matter what it is because I want to let you know there's peace in the presence of the Prince of Peace. When we just get into his presence, when we just come into the presence of Almighty God, Everything is made calm. So how do we experience the shalom, shalom of God? The perfect peace of God. I believe that the battle right here is the battle we got to deal with. It's the battle in our minds. There's a war going on in your minds. I can know what the word of God says. I can know the promises of the word of God. But, but sometimes my mind can, can wander from the word and what it says, and it can believe something else. In fact, many of you have even told me, I can believe the promise of God and pray for someone else. But when it's my turn, something happens. I doubt it when it's my turn. The war is in my mind between what God says and what this says. Back to Isaiah chapter 26 and 3. Where do we find where the perfect peace comes from? It says, when our thoughts are fixed on him. Doesn't say you're going to get perfect peace when your mind and thoughts are fixed on the national news. CNN, NBC, CBC, CBS, Fox. I'm telling you, 
if, you're, if your mind is fixed on that all the time, most likely you're not going to have perfect peace. I'm telling you, I don't know what I can believe anymore. I don't care which channel it is, conservative or liberal, Canadian or U.S., I don't know what I can believe when I listen to that stuff anymore. So don't allow every waking moment to have your mind fixed. Oh, they're saying this. Oh, they're saying that. The vaccine this. The political environment that. The, the, the borders this. The COVID that. The, the lockdown this. If you just spend your time there, you will not have perfect peace. What about your social media habits? Ouch. What about your friends who like to talk and spread their rumors? What if your mind is fixed on what they're saying? What if your mind is fixed on your future? And you don't know what the future holds. None of us do. And if your mind is fixed on the future and possible financial troubles or, or what the doctor told you, if your mind stays on that, you will not have perfect peace. So my question to you today is, what is your mind fixed on? Where do you let your mind drift to when you have a little bit of free time? What consumes you? Just the fear and the worry of the finances. This COVID thing, everybody's getting COVID. Or, or, or everything that's wrong in this world and you just dwell on the, the, the political environment or, or what could go wrong in your future. I, I want to say you got to make sure you understand that if you fix your mind on those things, you will not have his perfect peace. But God's word promises that if we fix our mind on him, we will have perfect peace. Another verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Paul here is talking to the church of Philippi. He says, now to brothers and sisters, one final thing. What's the next three words there? Ah, wow. Paul is even saying the same thing. Fix your Thoughts on what? On what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and are worthy of praise. And the next verse goes on and says, keeping, putting them into practice, all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, then... The God of peace will be with you. If we let our minds be fixed on fear and anxiety and the bad news, you know what? We're not going to have it. But if we can have our minds fixed on things that are good and honorable and lovely and pure and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise, the Bible says that the God of peace will be with us. 
I want to encourage someone here at Life Church today. If you're battling some fears, if you're battling some anxieties, if you're battling some doubts and wondering about your future, I just challenge you today. Listen to the word of God. It says, fix your mind on him. You're going to begin to talk to yourself. You're going to begin to declare the promises in the word of God. And if you will do that, God will give you supernatural peace. Hallelujah. You're going to tell yourself, I serve a God that is good. He's good and his mercies are everlasting. I serve a God whose promises are true. His word never fails. He's working all things together for my good. I declare the word of the Lord. I declare that he's all powerful, that he's almighty, that he's the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah we got to fix our minds on Jesus. Hallelujah. John 14 and 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. Jesus talked a lot about peace. He said, my peace I give to you. Not, Not a peace of the world. The peace of the world is temporary. The peace of the world is it's, it's dictated based on the circumstances. But this peace that Jesus gives, he says, it's my peace. He said, it's not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If you've got Jesus on your side, you don't got to worry about anything. If you've got Jesus in your, in your boat, it doesn't matter the storm. It doesn't matter the waves. It doesn't matter the clouds because Jesus is peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's peace is not the absence of noise or the absence of suffering or the absence of conflict, but God's peace is the calm that comes when we get into the presence of Almighty God. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter what's going on. There's a peace that can be found in His presence. Are you grateful for that right now? Are you thankful that you can have a peace that comes from the presence of Almighty God? Now, I know very well, because God let me know this week, there are people in this church that you're dealing with loss, you're dealing with hurt, you're dealing with fear, you're dealing with pain of some sort. And this message, God has given me so that it would help you. Another portion of Philippians chapter 4, this is Paul. He's writing from a prison. He's not writing from the Ritz-Carlton penthouse suite. He's writing these words from a prison cell. He's awaiting possible execution. So let's see what Paul has to say when things are not perfect in his world. Let's see what Paul has to tell us when life is uncertain. The future is uncertain. He doesn't know if tomorrow is going to be the last day or not. What does Paul have to say in that environment? Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Stop right there. Anything, Paul? Anything. Anything that's weighing you down, anything that's gripping your heart, anything that's giving you fits, anything that's causing you frustration, anything. But in 
Excuse me? What's it say? Every situation. Every situation, Paul? I just got the report from the doctor and it's not good. Every situation? It doesn't matter if the report's good or the report's bad. It doesn't matter if the account's high or the account's low. It doesn't matter if you're employed or unemployed. It doesn't matter any of that. Every situation means every situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God. Someone say the peace of God. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to just let someone know here right now, this is not normal peace. This is not peace that you can pay for. You can get your kids gone to school, and you can get the maid to come in and quiet in your... It's not that kind of peace. This is supernatural peace from God. It was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. Jesus said he was that. He says, I'm going to give it to you, not like the world gives. I'm going to give you my peace. And Paul here is saying that in every situation, don't be anxious about anything. Take it to God in prayer, petitions, and thanksgiving. And the peace of God that passes all understandings will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's supernatural. Say, say it to someone, it's supernatural. Hallelujah. It's a peace that the world can't give you. And the world can't take it away. The devil can't have any control over your life because you're in the peace of Almighty God. It's in the presence of God. When we get our minds fixed on Him, that it doesn't really matter what's going on in our world. It doesn't matter that we don't have any understanding about how it's all going to turn. Are we going into lockdown next Friday? I don't know. It doesn't really matter because we are in the peace of Almighty God. Let it keep your minds. Let it keep your hearts. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what goes. As long as we can get into His presence, we will experience his shalom, shalom. I'm going to invite the music to come back at this time. I'm going to invite everybody to stand. I'm going to say a couple more things here. The Bible says that Jesus came to be our Prince of Peace. Someone say Prince of Peace. It can be the darkest of hours. But in the darkness of your hour, He is your prince of peace. Jesus came into a dismal world. He was born in Bethlehem in the midst of turmoil and unrest and darkness. And the Bible says that his name would be called Emmanuel, God with us. That was Bethlehem. But it didn't stop with God with us. He went to a cross and died as God for us. And then at Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says it's God in us. 
I, I just want to say it's a simple solution. If you need peace, all you need is to get into his presence. If you need peace, all you need to do is let the, the power of the Spirit begin to work in your life. And that peace that he has promised can begin to flow. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this room right now. I don't know exactly who I was talking to today, but I really felt in the Holy Ghost that there were people that have been a part of this church for a while and you're battling fears, you're battling anxiety, you're battling all kinds of torment in your minds. I just want to encourage you. Let the peace of God begin to fill your heart. It's just simple. All you really need is a fresh flow of the Holy Ghost in your life. Time in His presence. Hallelujah. Get your eyes off your storm. Get your eyes off your troubles. Get your eyes off your situation. And begin to get your eyes on Him. If you get your eyes off your problems and get your eyes on Jesus, everything will be all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's got perfect peace for someone today. He's got shalom, shalom for someone today. It's not something that I can give you. It's something He can give you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.